Welcome to Critical Ditto, the Pokemon role-playing podcast with a lime twist. Uh, I'm Stuart, I'm running the game. <laughs> a lime twist? Yep. Nice. Add a little drinks flavour to your... Okay. Uh, Feeling thirsty yet? Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm... Grab a cocktail on us. <laughs> I'm Ali, and I play Kenny Mullet, described by his friends as dark and stormy. He has a, a Magikarp called Moustache, a Dartrix called Bowtie, and a Salandit called Hoops. Uh, I'm David. I'm playing the dry bitter tincture with its boozier than you think, Theo. Uh, and in terms of Pokemon, I have got Meditite, Sawaddle, who's <laughs> played a blinder in season one two day, so far. That vignette opening of Sawaddle is going to be fantastic. <laughs> uh, and third is Kabuto, called Cabbage by some and not by others. Mainly by me. I don't call it Cabbage. Hi, I'm Tom. I'm playing Brandy, the future champion of the Pokemon League. Like a martini. Shaken and stirred and just drunk in one. She doesn't care. Slam that. Slam that. Slam it. <laughs> martini slammers. Martini slammers. Oh, martini slammer I have a Baneri called Wimpy. A, well, hopefully still a Scroopy called Gary. And a mafia boss Munchlack called Snorleone. I mean, technically none of us have any of these Pokemon no, at this true. point because they've all been stolen. That's true. Right now I've got my right and left fist <laughs> ready to take on Machamp. I, wanna, a... I want everyone to raise a glass, take it their lips, and drink with me as we find out what happened last time. Previously on Critical Ditto. If I can do some of the stuff the Pokemon can do, how would you train me. Pokemon learn about their skills through combat. So Theo, you, you've readied this confuse ray pulse, and as Kenny is talking to you, you catch him completely off guard. Not only is the wind knocked out of you, but you have this weird out-of-body experience. What if the person in the cell opposite is Hillary? I've heard so much more about you than just what you can bake. Normally, those touched with the power are associated with one Pokemon, but you, that energy that came off you, I couldn't pin it down. And Hillary reaches into uh, their pocket and pulls out an iced bun. Within this bun is a piece of material. Theo, it's the very same material that you saw on the tapestry beneath Surfloat Tower. What you see is a figure with the same aura as Kenny, and they seem to be holding the King's Rock and channeling that energy. The King's Rock may not be the answer to all problems. It may also reap great danger. Peitang leads Brandy, Theo, and Kenny up several flights of winding staircases. It's like a wrestling ring meets a Pokemon gym. Sat on this throne-esque chair, a buizel. It is people versus Pokemon <laughs> MMA. <laughs> Who are you facing? Merchamp. And he turns to face his four opponents. Four against one, that's fine. Oh, it's not four against one. It's one against one against one against one against one. Only one comes out alive. The Thunderdome rumbled as the gathered masses looked on at the vast cage in the centre of the room at the peak of the Pyrenile Tower. Buizel stood, slathering at the mouth, her waving arm, ghoulishly hovering between a thumbs up and a thumbs down, waiting to deliver a verdict. Jolly the Gardevoir at her right hand side, ready to translate any messages that might come out. And on her left, the ghastly figure of the ghoulish Shedinja, consistently scanning minds and looking to find any traitorous thoughts. As the Shedinja's eyes move from crowd member to crowd member, a hint of curiosity enters the bug's ghostly mind, and it shifts its view to the participants within the cage. What fearsome thoughts must they be thinking as they stare at their deaths? Let's find out, thought the Shedinja. First, the pink-haired girl. Oh no! Oh no! Oh why? This is terrible! Terrible! Okay, think back, think back, Brandy. It's cool. You did, you did, you did that one self-defense class. What? What did they teach you? Was it knee, knee to the crotch? Just the, just, just does this Machamp have a crotch? Not really. Yes, it's wearing pants though. Do Pokemon wear clothes? No, this is not the time. Not the time. Just think in step into the into the crotch area. Okay, stop thinking about the Pokemon's crotch. This is all getting weird. Oh. Oh, I wish I hadn't done that. <laughs> um, right, moving on. Let's let's look at this. Uh, let's look at this dark-skinned, braided person with the robes and the smug look of knowledge about them. 
when I thought punching a wall was going to be the worst thing that happened to me today, but looks like I'm about to have to kill my friends, which is an interesting little development here. Right, um... Okay, what did what did the family teach me about fighting? Fighting, that thing that you've entirely ignored your entire life in exchange for academic pursuits. God, that was an interesting choice. Interesting choice. Right, okay. Um, what would your siblings do? What would your parents do? Um, beat me up. No, that's not good advice. Um, okay. Uh, oh, God. Um, did I read a book once about punching Pokemon? No. I'm out. I'm done. Uh, right. Uh, it's been a last run, guys. Uh, oh, boy. Okay. Yes, yes, I can taste their lack of surety, their lack of confidence. I eat it up like my marshmallow. I love them. All right. Moving on to this this purple-haired, dark, sallow-eyed boy. Right. Okay, Kenny. You've got a bit of an ace up your sleeve here. You can do other things that people can't. Just need to control it. Just need to control it. In many ways, you can do more than the others can here. Maybe even more than Mr. Cheese. Okay. Oh, I really shouldn't have eaten so many toasties. Am I lactose intolerant? No, this is not the time, Kenny. Think. Conduit. Conduit. You know what, Kenny? You can do it. Top quality wordplay from that boy's mind. Fantastic. Uh, my money is on him. But I haven't yet examined Mr. Cheese. <laughs> so I will let my gaze wander to this poor, skinny, shaved headed boy. Gosh, he looks so scared, pant weddingly so. I, I am a fully realised character. <laughs> With thoughts and desires that will be revealed right now. Pei Tang is my name. I love toasties. I wish to survive this battle so that I can once again taste a sweet emmental melt. And possibly live up to my mother's name. For she was the true ruler. <laughs> or so my dad said <laughs> yes that's right and by ruler I mean she made rulers <laughs> Peitang <gasps> the stationary goddess my mother yes I hear your voice Peitang I want you to know that I'm I'm behind you you know all the time and I'm... I know exactly how far behind you I am because I can measure it out I'm about 176 centimetres behind you yes you're, you're patented Rulers that measured 176. Win this one for me, Peitang. I love you, Mother. But kill. I'm so scared. Kill the human beings first, because first? they'll be easier. Okay. Maybe let them a champ throw them around a bit, but then go in there hard. Hard for the kill. Maybe the girl first. You won't be expecting it. She'll you... think you'll take pity on her. Uh, and then you hit her with the ruler. With the... Just like I did to that shop assistant I had that I didn't like. Yes. Ooh, I shouldn't have told you that. Yeah, but then the shop assistant killed you. That's. <laughs> we killed each other. It was a passion of love. Oh, my goodness. I've never told your father. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, I have so many emotions right now. I'll tell you after the champ. If you win the champ, I'll talk about my lurid affair with the shop assistant. <laughs> well, now I have to win. <laughs> We've all just been standing there silent for about a minute while he thinks this through all in his head. just watching him, just turning around going, oh. <laughs> I can't <buy." laughs> Um, There's one more contestant. Oh, yes. I don't know if we've got time, really. <laughs> but I suppose I should look at, uh, at Rock the Dwayne and those rippling muscles. There must be something going on underneath all that. Let me examine the brain of Dwayne. Gonna punch them, gonna punch him, gonna punch him, gonna punch her, gonna let him go. No joke, gonna punch him too. Diddly. Rock the Dwayne. Peitang's going to make the first move, actually. Yeah. We've sort of established that Peitang's the one with the Real most motive. to lose. <laughs> um, okay, so Peitang is going to go and grab Kenny. 
who I think to Peitang looks the most almost relatable in this situation. Similar similar ages, perhaps. Similar haunted look. <laughs> he's going to grab his cheese toasty buddy and he's going to say to uh, to Kenny, please protect me. I don't want to die. Peitang or Mr. Cheese, not sure what your name was. I'm going to protect everyone. Brandy, Theo, get over here. Get behind me. Okay, okay yeah, I'm sure. I thought I was just making one easy... No, you're all right, fine. Yeah, okay, teamwork. Yeah, okay, great. Let's clump. Let's clump together in an easy-to-grab grab ball of humans. Finally, get, somebody gets it. Right, okay. To get into the middle, and Kenny's going to use a move. Ooh. Oh. oh well, what's Kenny going to do? Kenny is going to close his eyes briefly and tap into to Pete and Tukey into his mind palace. Is anybody else finding that match amp Not the time. Attacked? Really you know not the yes. time. <laughs> Really not the time. Something I need about you those guys. pants. What's what's under them? Guys, no! Focus! We really I can't be the only one wondering that. I wish I could wear pants so I could take them off. I need you to come out and help me you against the You have so many legs, though. You'd need like 800 pairs. We should go shopping. I'd love a montage. <laughs> are, are you assuming this are is you a done? scene? So. Are you done? I'm going to use spirit, sword and shield. All right, it's a move. Oh, you need us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, guys... Come out and help me against this match, Amp. We really need your help. But we might, we might not. No, I control you now. <laughs> well, let's see how you roll, buddy. Right. Um, this is a move called Spirit Sword slash Shield. But in this case, it is Spirit Two Cannon slash Scolipede. Uh, roll plus weird. On a 10 plus, you summon a ghostly Scolipede and Two Cannon. Uh, the Two Cannon allows you to ignore one harm before vanishing. The Scolipede allows you to deal one extra harm before vanishing. On a seven to nine, you choose either the sword or the shield. And on a six minus, the strain is too much and you take one harm. So to clarify, the move's called sword and shield. Yeah. But you've changed it to two cannon and scolopede. scolopede. Yeah, cool. because that fits our narrative. Oh, I get cool. it. Oh, Does nice. the scolopede turn into a sort of sword? Sure. Yeah, with a and big a, two cannon shield. Yeah, or just a bazooka. Just a it's oh, just it's like it's the it's big beak. Right, so I'm going to roll. Do you have any pluses? Oh. I have a plus two to weird and I need it <laughs> because I rolled a five so plus two becomes a seven. Oh, that was close. <laughs> what did it skinny your teeth? What did it say so on, a, seven on a seven to nine choose either the sword or the shield and I am doing this protectively <laughs> so it's going to be sorry sorry PT buddy I'm sure you'll come out another day and then once like Scolopede's been out for years once two ca- yeah exactly <laughs> once two cannon very good very good <laughs> What does it look like? Out from Kenny bursts this sort of uh, shimmering rainbow beak that sort of extends in front of in front of the group that's now amassed behind him. Ooh, um, cool. So it sort of goes over the front of Kenny um, with the sort of head of the two cannon, almost like imagine like the two cannons looking directly onto the floor, and then the beak is sort of coming in front of them. Sort of like a hungry a hippo. <laughs> yeah. yeah opalescent hungry <laughs> yeah exactly and once this resplendent beak is in place casting a bit of sort of protection on the group Kenny turns to the others and goes look let's face it we're not going to beat this thing in a fist fight I can do a lot more weird stuff than you guys can I think you need to focus somehow on getting our Pokemon back and getting us out of here otherwise we might die because I'm going to tell you now I'm not hurting the hair on either of your heads including you Mr Cheese what kind of chat did you have in the prison? Look at Kenny utilising these weird powers. I might remind you that I am a teacher, so I have some skill when it comes to really bringing the best out of I always forget because you constantly get schooled. Oh. The Machamp probably sees this group as easy, easy meat. Uh, Rock the Dwayne almost thinks he can knock you down like Skittles and readies this fearsome thrust. Machamp! But... Unexpectedly, this rainbow beak appears almost spectrally in front of the group and deflects the punch. It deflects some harm, correct? Yeah. The Machamp looks puzzled for a second, but then he's like, okay, fine. That wasn't that wasn't nearly my best. Flexes, cracks a couple of knuckles, and jumps towards the, the bungee strings at the edge of the ring, which now exists because I willed them into existence. <laughs> and it's going to bounce back and go for a clothesline. Brandy or Theo, what do you do? Um, I think Theo turns to... Kenneth and goes, that's a brilliant idea, but I'm going to give you one last parting shot before we go. And Theo reaches into the bandolier and pulls out the willow wisp powder because you need to halve the attack of this Marchamp for the rest of this match. Uh, they reach into their bandolier, pull out the powder, and they get their candle, light the taper, that's what it's called, light the taper, and prepare to use their willow wisp powder. Okay, great. Let's roll. roll See away. what happens. 
Are you using plus sharp or plus weird? Because you have a special oh. thing that allows you to use sharp. There is on the on the Poker Powers page. I've got. They say they roll plus weird, but maybe you've got a move that means that's you can sharp. do it without well, sharp. No, David has a move down there that says use plus sharp instead of weird. Oh uh, yes, I do. If you, if Although you I haven't, it. I haven't ticked that one. I'm so gonna you're st- using weird there. <laughs> I'm going to stick with the one I've got because it's going to be fun at some I point. I literally made that move for you to tick it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if, you get, if they get enough sixes, they will level up and it'll be fine. Okay, so I'm rolling, rolling weird. And you are what weird? Plus one in weird. Ooh. Well, you mark experience. Oh, so that was a four plus a one, which is a five. Ooh, good rolls to Nate! <laughs> Starting as we mean to go on. Okay, so the, what, that's a hard move. On a six minus with poker powers, you lose control. Uh-oh. Quote, this never ends well. Uh-oh. The narrator will explain how. It was a good move. It was just bad dice. Naughty dice. Okay. Have we had an uncontrollable blaze yet in this podcast? No. No, I think maybe it's time. Yeah, we, we avoided... <laughs> oh, we had the fire at Hoops. That was about as near as we got. Oh, yes, we did. It was like a ring of fire. That's Johnny Cash. We're going full apocalypse now. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, so I think the, the, the Will-O-Wisp, I think your confidence is knocked. There's a moment of hesitation which recalls your your moment in the in the museum and you've not assessed this situation thoroughly enough. Gives you just enough time to get the power out and try to fire it, but maybe you're remembering the moment in the museum. Whatever happens, Theo's confidence is low enough that this goes wrong. And the matchup I mean the matchup is coming in for an attack, so it is gonna connect and and deal some harm. But I think in addition to that, the Will O Wisp goes a little wrong and it goes flying out of the cage into the crowd and ignites a section of the balsa wood seating. <laughs> and obviously we know this is a this is an ancient monolith, so I don't think fire fire safety is that up to scratch. The seating area ignites and this this was a this was a nasty will-o'-wisp that Theo had readied. Oh. <laughs> and there's suddenly chaos and panic on the sort of left bank of seating, uh, where people are desperately trying to bat out the fire with their placards that were cheering on Rock the Dwayne, but nothing is helping, and this fire is starting to spread, and people are panicking and starting to run. Not only that, but Theo, as the uh, the taker of this damage, Kenny's shield has faded enough that you take um, I think two points of harm from this this Machamp's clothesline. It's pretty brutal. Well, guys, I'm unstable now, so that's... Uh... <laughs> I, I, well, <laughs> well. It's all right, Theo. We, thri- like, we thrive I, off chaos. Could I activate my move in response to Depends this? What, what is your move? My move is called Take the Hit. Oh, okay. Well, narrate what Brandy does, and that probably sounds like it will. <laughs> it will be relevant, yeah. Depends on the dice roll. Uh, it could go even worse, but Brandy sees that Theo is already injured. There is a sort of, I see the hand clamped up, and that's sort of why maybe the Willow Whisper added to the instability. Fell through a roof as well. So that, a, I was just clarifying, is that where the other harm has come so from? So I've got from one the from the roof, and I think one from hitting the wall. Ooh. So Theo's in bad shape. I didn't realise, sorry. Brandy sort of notices this in a second and sees with the Will-O-Wisp going wrong, Theo can't see that Machamp is just coming straight towards them. So Brandy takes off her Infern cape. No! And he... <laughs> I know, I'm This so is a hard move too far! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to try and take the hit, sort of Matador style, by throwing the cape over the Machamp's face. Basically, make him lose where the punch is going, but in doing so, I may take the hit. Yeah, you won't be able to make the move miss. Well, well, I'll I'll read the the move. When not battling in a sanctioned match... Fair. I feel like mixed martial, mixed mon arts where we're fighting a Pokemon. At the top of an obelisk. At the top of an obelisk. It's not sanctioned. You may intervene and take a blow for your Pokemon. Okay. I realise there it says no, Pokemon. I, I, ally. Ally. I'm going to change it to Pokemon slash ally. When you do, roll plus tough. On a 10 plus, your Pokemon is unhurt Ooh. and you take half the damage or a reduced effect. On a 7 to 9, you and your Pokemon each take half the damage or a reduced effect. On a six minus, your intervention somehow makes the situation worse. I'm a plus two in tough though. Brandy one, okay. tough cookie. Okay. It is tough. Come on, good roll. So six plus two, an eight. It's a mixed success. Yep. So Theo and Brandy take half the damage each. So you only take one. Okay. Oh, so it's like spread, and I take it's spread across the two of you. Okay. It's spread across the two of us. Brandy misses going for Rock the Dwayne Johnson's head. And in fact, the Infern Cape gets caught in Machamp's arm. So rather than striking fully on Theo, it deflects enough to strike Theo on the side and also catch Brandy as well in sort of trying to pull the arm away. It's a hit, but it's a, it's a hit that wins rather than breaks bone. Exactly. So, yeah. Are you okay. no longer unstable, David? Yeah, I'm now back to three harm. <laughs> it's still not great. <laughs> so I'm... So oh. I'm 
On the cusp oh. of some serious problems. Oh, yeah. Yes, I was going to say, yeah. So, Brandy, yeah, you take a hit and it's it, it bruises, it hurts, it's it's nasty. But Theo, you are starting to feel pretty broken. I think uh, maybe, you know, maybe there are some more serious injuries going on from the fall from quite a height and now a significant hit to your side or your shoulder. Uh, it could be that once you sort of get out of this situation, you find that maybe there's more damage than you thought initially. <laughs> Thus concludes our first round of combat. Hasn't gone amazingly for our heroes. Uh, I'd love to know what sort of what is going on in the crowd. Perhaps maybe with Buizel, Jolly. Um, can we go around and just get a sort of selection of crowd noise interaction? Oh man, it's really changed MMA. They didn't have to rely on these gimmicks like fire. Really? I mean, when, what happened to just straight up MMA? Uh, you know what I'm saying, Chad? I completely agree with you. Like, what happened to the actual art form of this? Oh my yeah. god, you remember when it used to be balletic? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. There was an elegance to it, you know? That's what I thought, Calvin. Oh. Yeah, I just want to see someone give a haymaker to the throat. I couldn't agree with you more. Remember when it used to be operatic? I remember Beautiful. that, and they used to do a song at the end. Oh, it was, it was great. stunning, stunning. And now we're here at this disgusting display of just pyrotechnics and filth and... Oh, my God, I'm burning alive! <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> the fire is, fire is spreading real fast. I can tell an extra, okay? I can see an actor when I, when I see it. Oh, God. Although this fire is beginning to feel a little bit tickly around the old... <laughs> Around the old feet over here. Yeah, again, that's just special effects. They've heated up oh, the seats. You are yes. so correct. You're always so I kind of want to move just to get away from this guy. <laughs> oh, God. You're ruining the fight. I'm never going to see again. Okay, that's great. So that's happening right over there. Uh, can we do, Can we do like, Boizel Jolly yep. and Shedinja? Lady Buizel, is there anything you'd like us to do about this fire spreading on the east bank of seating? Enact protocol D. Delicious. I love the D. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jolly the Gardevoir creates a psychic barrier around the uh, the throne-esque seating on which Buizel, Shedinja and Jolly are placed, uh, which basically protects them from any potential environmental hazards but leaves the rest of the assembled masses to deal with it on their own uh basically saying i'm gonna let this play out and you can escape or not escape or or die i don't care back to the ring Kenny, what are you doing? Oh god, this has all gone hardly wrong. <laughs> um, right, I think what we, we need now is a bit more time. I'm gonna try to slow things down. Oh. I'm gonna try to use a poker power Ooh. that, you've never used that I've never used before. Okay. But Kenny's gonna go, okay, Kenny, a conduit. Think quickly, a conduit. What can you use as an item to channel these things through? Think about what Hillary and Theo said. And Kenny looks at himself, and this is slightly retconning a little bit, but go with me on this. When Kenny left home in the middle of the night, he was stopped by Dora. She tried to stop him. And can we say that when Kenny was leaving, him and Dora had a little, like, scuffle. Like, she's not very strong. Kenny didn't put much force in it, but she tried to physically stop him, and Kenny just sort of brushed past her. I think I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. And and when he's left, could could she maybe have had something like... Is it a scrunchie in her hair, like sure. for a ponytail? Okay. And Kenny sort of grabbed that and has had that on his wrist. 
this whole time. Oh, the fan artists are livid. <laughs> Outrageous. It could have been. It could have been it in was a pocket. Coloured. It was skin coloured. It was. It was one of those see-through ones. You know the plastic see-through one. There we go. Barely visible. Barely visible. But it's been there the whole time. Have I not mentioned it? Now it's slightly charred. The invisible. Haven't mentioned the invisible scrunchie. No. No. So Kenny's going to try to use that as a conduit. Basically, I've I've wanted to avoid using poker powers as a move until now because Kenny didn't have any way to control it. But now that he has a semblance of maybe how, I feel like he could he could now attempt to use them. Okay, I hope that confidence is not misplaced. It may well be. Let's well, especially as I'm trying to basically stop time. (laughs) Let's let the dice decide. What are you plus? This is weird. Very very weird. Very weird. Uh, And he's plus two to weird. He's a plus two and weird. It's a four plus two. It's a fail. Oh, it's another fa- Mark experience, though. Yes. Oh, yeah. So what, you try to slow time? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. You try to slow time. Oh, oh. and it never ends well. Um, These dice, man. Mm. Ah, okay, well, I've Can't got... Move. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's my first instinct is that you accidentally cast haste on the matchup <laughs> and just give it insane speed uh, and reflexes. But I'd like to open it up to the table in case there's a more interesting time-related... I was going to say Kenny Kenny freezes in time. Oh, you're Kenny? just frozen there. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, that kind of fun. Be kind of Kenny, tried to st- Kenny tried to stop time and instead stopped himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that more than yeah, than so. friend yeah. friend matchup. <laughs> Multiple hundred punches. I like to think matchups like that anyway. Rob the Dwayne is the quick Dwayne. quick off the draw. Um, can you describe what this looks like? Okay, Kenny goes. Oh God! All right, I'm gonna try to give us a bit. Uh, I'm gonna try to help us out, slow things down a little bit. And throws out an arm and doesn't move. Literally is, that, is frozen in place. Is it, Every is, hair on his body. Is it related somewhat to obviously the fact that you're using this scrunchie, which reminds you of Dora, but the last memory you had with Dora and that scrunchie is not a good one. Because you're yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. about that moment with Dora rather than a happy memory with Dora. Oh, nice. Oh. Do we think you're actually remembering the time where you injured Dora? her. Because that's when you frame. attained the I rem- I know. I know what it is. Okay. I know what it is. Tell right. us. I try to channel my memory of Dora, but the last thing that I hear of Dora is her screaming, Kenny, no! And that's all Kenny can hear in his head as he's casting his thing is that. So it's just basically he's living in like a perpetual scream. Ooh. So hearing, Kenny's just reliving that. that moment again yeah. and again and again in this loop. I mean, for one round of combat, but yeah. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. For the rest of the story. I was going to say, you're never going to let me do anything again. Uh, I don't know. This is a hard move. It's got to be hard. It's got to be hard. We'll see. We'll see. But from, from what you can all see, everyone, Kenny is just frozen in place. The Machamp is moving incredibly quick because that's what Rock the Dwayne does. And I think he's climbing up the side of the cage and is going to go for a body slam. Um, on who? Kenny's, Kenny's the easy target, but that's... Mm. If, if you go for Kenny, I think it just auto-hits and I'll just take the harm. Well, no, 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 because I think you can see what that's where Matchup's going, so I'm giving you guys a chance to respond. <sighs> so I think, okay. yeah. Kenny, Kenny's frozen in the middle of the ring. Yeah, Literally, yeah, yeah. like, bang spot in the spotlight. The four spotlights are banged down and <laughs> Kenny just reaching out, looking with his terrified expression, okay. and the Matchup's going for a big old body slam. Okay. Kenny. 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 Theo, Kenny is not moving. I don't know what's happened, but he can't move. We need to do something. We're not fighters, okay? We need to get our Pokemon back. Think about think. I think Theo hears this, and then there's a light bulb inside Theo's adult, wounded mind, and goes, yeah, we need Pokemon. At which point Theo is going to use a move. (gasps) Oh, snap. We waited for this moment. (laughs) So, smell it. (laughs) Smell smell that move. Mm. Um, so Theo has a move, old test subject, uh, which is choose a rare Pokemon, explain to the narrator how this Pokemon contributed to your previous research or belonged to a mentor colleague, add it to your Pokemon team. Whoa! Wait, what? One. Okay, wow. Are you is about that, to bust out is there any more Pokemon? Is well, there any cost to that? Or can you co- only there's use no it cost listed. It's just there. Uh, Great. So, okay, so you don't have to roll or anything. I don't have to roll according to the sheet. Please, for the love of God, don't make me roll or I'll use a luck point. Um, <laughs> okay, great. So, okay, wow. So Theo has a secret I Pokemon. I think we, we probably have to not make it. Wait. We just have to probably make it make sense narratively as to... Yeah. Okay. So, so I was going to say that we we established that Kanan and that Hillary was maybe a, a teacher for, for Kanan at some point or they had a... Definitely contemporary. Yeah, a yeah, contemporary. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think that maybe this is something that has been passed down rebellious members of the Church of Surflow as kind of like a 
as like a secret object. And yeah. at one point, many moons ago, Kanan came to meet Theo and uh, knowing that Theo was going on trips out and was potentially risking themselves in, in dangerous ways and sat down with them and said, I've, I've heard that you are um, taking more risks than the faith usually uh, takes. So um, you don't need to say anything and you don't need to look at it and you don't need to do anything with it. But um, here is something we just, an amulet of, of, of luck that we pass down. And sort of in a sort of obscured box that nobody would mistake as a Pokeball, hence why nobody took it when we were taken into the ring, a box was handed to, to Theo, who has never opened it, has never looked at this Pokeball, has never done anything, but Wait. just knows that this is a gift. So it's a it's a box, it's not a ball. Or it could be a ball With attached inside a box. Ooh. It could be No um, I like I like what does it look like? Does it is it is it ancient? Is it is it sort of runic or is it more modern? Is it technological? I'd like to imagine that it's it's simple and geometric in shape, but there are particularly sort of cuneiform markings all over it, kind mm. of like notchings and etchings and and signs. But in terms of design, it looks fairly technological. Have you ever opened it, Theo? No, Theo's never opened it. This is so fun. This is so exciting. And Theo has always known that this is like this is only to be used in the worst possible Break situation. Break glass in case of emergency. And like there is no worse situation that our characters have faced than this. Than Kenny about moment. to take the people's elbow. Oh my god! So is it is it stored in like your robes next to? Well, sorry, you're not wearing robes now, but I assume there's a as a part of your costume yes. and clothing where you keep your powders and your other. Yeah, sort of on the bandolier. Maybe there's a container on there that is keeps yeah. it in there. Yeah. So, Oh man, you're Batman. Yeah. yeah. What a utility belt. <laughs> so it's powders, secret Pokemon. This is great. So you open the box and yeah. Theo, what happens? I mean, I've, I've thought about this long and hard and yet I still don't really know, but I'm trying to think of something that would allow this fight to go better and would also maybe allow Theo to be a bit healed somewhere down the line. Okay. In my mind, and feel free to, to counsel me at any point, but Theo opens this this box and there is and there is a bright blinding light and it, it comes out and it forms into what looks like a sort of stunning china white sort of eagle like togekiss Good type advantage. I'm all for it. It's very, it's very, very good type advantage. Very convenient type advantage. And I like that a lot. I have so many more questions about this box and this Togekiss and the Amulet of Luck, but the, now is not the time. Sure. That's what happens. Sure. A Togekiss emerges from a small tapered box within Theo's person, on Theo's person, and reveals itself, and I suppose darts up to the top of the cage, does a sort of spinning, ferious, sparkly twirl, and descends back down and meets you eye to eye, Theo, looking at your eyes, understanding its place, understanding why it's here, almost automatically. Hmm. I, I do think we need to, like, that move needs to be limited to some, in some Maybe way. in the future, but, you know. No, 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 I know, I just otherwise... And I used that. I could just have a whole thing. I was researching Lunala. Well, I now assume, there, I there assume, it is. I assume David, you could only use it once. I mean, we can add that in for sure. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe you have to. Maybe you have only. to take it again when you level up, and then you can use it again. Ooh. Yeah. 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 You'd have sense. Fun, yeah. So once you've used it once, you rub it out, and you can. Yeah. I mean, really, I've. I feel like this was the only time I really wanted to use it at this step. But then it's also cool. every. I like it. I like it. But I'll, I'll happily find it again every you other level. Have a Togekiss. Um. Great. <laughs> what do you do with this Togekiss? I think the presence Bearing of... Bearing my Machamp is still falling. Uh, can, <laughs> can Brandy be like, take the Pokedex out and quickly Pokedex oh, yeah. Togekiss? Of course. Ow! Hello! My, your Pokedex is back! Yes, yes, okay, Good I know this. I don't need the intro. What's that? What's that I'm looking at right now? I see speed is of the essence. That is a Togekiss. Okay, uh, yeah, okay, more information, please. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought we were in a hurry. Well, we are in a hurry, but if you could just give me the key facts. Oh, no, 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 let me say it really quick. I don't have any talking here. Okay, now you're being stupid now. Now you're being silly. Now you're just being silly. You know what? I'm putting you away, and I'll ask. Do you want me to ask Kenny's Pokedex? He's frozen right now. I could just slip into his pocket and get his Pokedex. Oh, go right ahead. 
Well, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, because I know you're not. Because that's a lot of work. Oh, I, I will. Brandy, close to the Pokedex. <laughs> I love your relationship with and your Pokedex. And takes out Kenny's Pokedex and points Kenny's Pokedex. Bearing in mind, you're now directly under the matchup. Yes, but I do it anyway. <laughs> okay. Just was, really slowly going. Do you know what? I'll do this. Apparently your spell works. I'll be like, Theo, that's a Togekiss. Yeah, no, I was pretty. Yeah, I was pretty equipped with that piece oh, of knowledge. Oh, sorry, I, I'm a, I, I am an academic, an ex. I am oh, an ex. Okay. Togekiss, and uh, Theo was much preferring this vibe. Togekiss, Togekiss. Are you releasing an R and B album later? Togekiss. Yeah, I've got the Ashanti of Togekisses. <laughs> Togekiss. Much. Um, I think that the vibe of this of this very friendly beloved Pokemon uh, is one that kind of helps to ease the the brain addled state of of Theo as well in this moment. And there's just a moment of clarity in which Theo and this Togekiss, as as Stu said, are looking at one another. Nothing needs to be said. Nothing needs to be known. Theo can feel the energy of all of their educators and informers in this in this Pokemon. And just with a nod, Togekiss just flies off. Slams into Marchamp. Um, okay, great. So this sounds like a kicks and frost lass. If Togekiss fails this roll, I'm going to say. Gonna absolutely. Well, let's have a look. Sorry. David couldn't, <laughs> couldn't live with us all having three Pokemon each, could he? <laughs> David, David had to have that one extra. You know, the new Sawaddle. I'd like to add here that when we were all saying, oh, David, why aren't you coming to the coming to the dump? I was like, yeah, no, I'm fine. Oh, oh he so was. He was I so knew. Smart. I we're knew! on this move since that episode. I've been sitting this entire arc on this move. Okay, so roll. <laughs> oh. So plus three because it's super effective. Okay. What is it? Eleven. It was four and a four plus a Eight three. plus three, eleven. That's the move, baby! No! That's yes. the move! Yes. Oh! Theo's back, baby! Okay, my God. Toga so get kiss, baby. <laughs> So this is dealing a lot of harm. Because you've rolled an 11, you don't take any, any don't harm take any yourself. harm back. Fab. Can you narrate what this looks like? Yeah, so Marchamp has been has been up up on one of the, the walls and is, like, leaping through the air, is arching towards the sort of collective of of Brandy and, and Kenny who are currently grappling. Well, not grappling because Kenny is frozen in time, but Brandy is grappling with his pocket to try and grab the Pokedex out. Um, and Marchamp is is smiling with glee at this moment that it's going to be two birds with one stone. This mm. is Rock the Dwayne Johnson's absolute raison d'etre is is just multiple KOs at once. <laughs> and because he is so focused on it, he sees absolutely nothing. And if we are in the POV of his eyeline, there's he's just reaching nearer and nearer and nearer, and then just suddenly, just a cute white face just appears. Tug a kiss. And then just with one slap of a wing, knocks him hard, hard against that wall that he was clambering up moments ago. Or knocks him against the wall the opposite side of the opposite side of the arena. Let's let's do some damage. Absolutely. And yeah. it does do some serious damage. Um the Machamp is barely clinging on. It's barely clinging on. It is a huge hit. And as you say, this sparkly, fairy wind knocks Machamp against the cage, slams him. And not only that, but continues with another sort of blast of this sparkly, Ari-esque energy. So strong, blasts a hole in the cage. Blasts him out of the cage. Blast, yeah, blasts him through the cage. On 11? This... Sure. In fact, not a hole, but just the side of the cage. Just nice. Bonk. Ooh. Um, bonk. Stu is so good to us when we finally get a good roll. I know, we yeah. need to, he needs to. <laughs> well, Kenny is frozen in eternal hellscape, so... <laughs> Bad. Oh, if we had a bad... If we hated every time that Kenny was frozen in an eternal hellscape, <laughs> we'd never get out of this podcast. So Machamp and the side of the cage slams into the far wall of the obelisk and causes this rumble, maybe stones and bits of rubble and detritus fall from the top of the obelisk. Uh, this thing isn't that sturdy, I don't think, and causes this earthquaking-like tremble as the people on the west bank of seating, which hasn't caught fire yet, but it slowly is becoming that way, see the cage and Machamp fly into the wall above them uh, and it clunk, clangs down and starts to fall slowly as they sort of scatter out the way as it slams into the, the bank of seating. And there's collapsing of, of balsa wood and people are freaking out there. There's fire, there's a side of the cage that's flown away, there's a cute white face with a demonic aura that's in the middle of the um, of the cage, and Machamp disappears into the sort of rubble of the fallen bank of seating.
Mamma-Machum! Lovely. Snip, 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 what can I do for snip, you today, then? Snip, snip, oh, hi there. Um, I heard about this recent, um, this recent cart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I quite like it. It's called a midsection. And oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> lovely. Lovely. Love. Love doing those. Very yeah. quick. Yeah. I'd love it if we could just get into it straight away. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, great, let's okay. do it. Can we join in? No. <laughs> <laughs> Ali, let's talk about. <laughs> okay. Let, let's let's not mess about. Here we go. <laughs> this is from Ryan. To us. This is a listener NPC. Here we go. <laughs> Operation Iron Claw. What a right. start. Wait a second. Is an organization. Oh, God. Oh, There's another no. organization oh, no. <laughs> that is focused on the whereabouts of Team Nautilus. Their leader, Dromoxis, wears a helmet in the shape of a tyrantrum. Their uniform consists of a blue suit with a white shirt and red tie. Their hierarchy is as follows. Dromoxis, head of the organization. Dromoxis has a lot of dragons, <laughs> including a shiny tyrantrum. And then there's his right-hand man, or their right-hand man, Sheriff. Some some more dragons. <laughs> but slightly less good dragons. No, no, they're just, they're just like They're just like tier two dragons. They're just Dramper. You know, oh, like... Dramper. Oh, Dramper. But tier two dragons. Tier two tier dragons. Two that's dragons. where you meet a dragon trainer, they pull out a Dramper, and you're like, ah, oh, good, it's you're not, not Lance. You're not a real dragon trainer, though, you're are not, you? And then the, the researchers. Stage one dragons. And a dragonair. The two organisations used to be one. Calico used to be head of the organization with an identifying tattoo of a silver talon on their right arm, which is now covered up. Each of the members has a black sleeve with a silver talon, except Tramoxis. Their insignia is inscribed on their tie. Their base of operations lies in the peak of the mountains, where they have a hangar where their researchers can fly on their Pokemon, mainly Salamace and Garchomp for transportation. Outsiders are watched carefully from afar and offer to join if they meet their requirements. Okay, there we go. Operation Iron Claw. Oh, there's a lot there. I really like that we established that Calico is pretty low down the pecking order of um, Team Nautilus. <laughs> so, but he was like the right-hand man of this organisation. Yeah, you start from the bottom, now we hear. I just yeah. really like the idea of these guys like trying really hard to sort of like fight them, but actually just because they're quite a small team, they're really doing very well. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. They've, they've got such good Pokemon as well, but they're just not great trainers. They just can't do it. That's why they watch from afar. They're desperate to get some new blood in to like join the team. I think Calico was so as as Ryan said, Calico. Calico was the leader of this of this organization, but then maybe Nautilus like poached him. Also, maybe Ooh. maybe he got caught up because while everyone else had dragons, he had a sork. <laughs> he had a sork. <laughs> <laughs> so he went, guys, I caught this dragon. Get out. Now, Iron Claw, are they definitely their own separate team? Or could they be like a division of the Pokemon League that was maybe trying to Ooh, hunt so Nautilus I mean, for, I, at one point? I think Palico started Operation Iron Claw, but maybe not in its original <laughs> form. Like, maybe they were trying to catch Team Nautilus, but he used to work for the Pokemon League. Yes, and then obviously when he left, they were like, you gotta give us your badge and your dragon Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, oh my He's god. Like, I don't play by the rules. <laughs> Tommy slams him down and walks out the door. Or more like, I. <laughs> Don't <laughs> play. <laughs> yeah. So he was kicked out of Operation Iron Claw. Oh, maybe. Because of those long so. Skype calls. I think so. Yeah. Just slowly pushed out. Just bringing it back to Dromoxis, this mm. mysterious helmeted figure who now heads Iron Claw. And who were there? Who else? Sheriff and someone else? Sheriff, right? Sheriff and Two some lobbies. Oh, oh so they didn't care about Yeah, that. they're just members of the team, I guess. Mm. Is Dromoxis an Elite Four member? Ooh. Ooh. If they're associated with the league, that maybe Dramoxis. So this is the is it like the dragon? Yeah, maybe it's the dragon, the dragon leader essentially. Dragon Calico leader. really fell from grace here. <laughs> <laughs> did. Well, maybe 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 that became post Calico. Yes, oh, post Calico. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I was thinking yeah. that actually Calico did quite well at getting the organisation started, and then they said maybe the Pokemon League pushed him out because they said we need someone with more clout. Yeah. Calico <laughs> was like the original women in Destiny's Child. Exactly. And, <laughs> and Dramoxis <laughs> is like Michelle Williams. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. And then maybe Dramoxis was the one who was involved in the Hydreigon capture. Ooh. Oh, Stu. Look at you well weaving. Like yeah, that. I yeah. love that. Okay. Great. Well, thank you, Ryan. That like that interlocked brilliantly. So many of them do. So many ah, of them do. It's Our like listeners. we make it up ourselves. <laughs> if you have a character, please send it into criticalditto at gmail.com or tweet at us at criticalditto or join the Discord. Uh, anyway, should we get out of this hairdresser's Time. Well, I'm not done. What the hell is this haircut? This looks terrible. I don't oh, want this. It's the midsection. It's no, a nice no, long the rubbish midsection. I want a good one. Oh, like we, we don't about do those dialogue. here. I'm so sorry. Brandy, come on, let's go. <laughs> and now, the next in our series of 
brilliant promos, we've got the incredible From Afar podcast. I'll let them talk about themselves. Welcome, travelers. Seems like you're looking for a story. Well, I got one for you. Involves adventure, friendship, and all sorts of... Hey, uh, Earl, why don't you tell him about that time I stole that big-ass melon? Yeah, yeah, I I was going for more... Or you could tell him about the time I kicked your ass, Earl. I wouldn't ever tell him. Do I need to get my ref gear on? Okay, everyone, shut up. Now come with me as I tell you a story from afar. Hey everybody, my name's David. I'm the DM for From Afar Podcast. A From Afar Podcast is all about four friends separated by distance, but brought together by adventure. Hope you all stop by and give us a listen. Thanks. Who's that Pokemon? It's Machamp! Brandy, what do you do? I use th- I use the Pokedex on Togekiss. Thank you. Okay. I'm Kenny's Pogadex. Hi. Well, hi there, you sound great. Um, I was wondering if you could please tell me some th- interesting things about that Togekiss over there. Of course, just give me the password. <laughs> Sorry, the what? The, the password? Yep, Kenny, Kenny locked me with a password. Kenny locked you with a password. Uh, okay. Uh, poker powers. Nah. Uh, what does he love? Moustache. I have a dark past. I'm tortured. I'm, I'm going to stop you because you need to use at least two numbers in an upper and lowercase character. Oh, uh... Uh, Mullet Town for the win, but win with a one and four with a, with the number. One, you roll. <laughs> <laughs> Why on this one? So, so, listeners, in a cruel twist of fate from the dice, when rolling to unlock Kenny's phone, I have rolled double sixes. I'm having serious herring groove flashbacks Ooh. right now. What was what was Kenny's password? Bow tie, obviously. Just bow tie with, with an O for the. O and then a one and, 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 uh, and a three th- for the I for the E sorry three for the E. <laughs> Tell me what happens, Tom. Narrate this amazing success on a critical success on a best roll possible in the game. Hey, maybe this work for you. Maybe this could give Brandy something extra. I don't know. Okay, how about this? I'm listening. How about this, dice gods? You th- you tried to taunt me with this, but I I'm going to turn it on you. I find out. About the Togekiss. So read the Togekiss's... Oh, give me some, sorry. Give yeah, me some give facts me some about actual, Togekiss. Actual facts about We Togekiss. get some facts about Togekiss. Yep. Uh, it shares many blessings with people who respect one another's rights and avoids needless strife. Avoids needless strife. Yeah, so that what up there, that was very neat. That was needful. Okay. Let's say, let's say on Kenny's phone, he's done a randomizer. It's a general Pokemon fact that some... What you might not know about Pokemon... Yeah, okay. oh, don't worry. I'm happy for you to make this decision for my character. Tom. On this double sixes, I can change your gender if I. So <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's a you might not know about Pokemon, mm. and one of them is when Pokemon hear someone or something that they love in distress, they can achieve acts more miraculous than thought possible. Some have even said Pokemon have been able to release themselves from their own Pokeballs at the sounds of um, uh, something they they love in danger. Okay, which leads me on to the structure is burning. The obelisk is going down. Many people, previously of the Munchlax line... The Munch Bunch. The Munch Bunch. The Munch Bunch. Now loyal to Buizel, being left to burn and, and be struck, their cries are suddenly sinking into this Pokeball. Oh, maybe Butang was in that bank of seating. So maybe Butang is one of those people among the other Munch Bunchers who are being, like, yeah, in possibly fire... Possibly detritus, I don't know, but he's in serious danger. That is the worst jailer ever. Yeah. <laughs> he's got got people in jail, but he's like, I'm just gonna go watch a fight. My son's in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how this plays out. Just gonna watch. <laughs> just gonna watch. I could have another one. <laughs> we really haven't delivered on that pay tang hook. Oh, I, was waiting, I was waiting for a for, a, for well, I was, I was saying I was waiting for a failure. There were many, but I was for <laughs> a relevant failure that he could just get out a protractor and stab someone in the back. I was worried when Kenny failed and was frozen in time that pay tang was gonna take that moment to strike. Oh. But um no, so Munchlax uh, hears these sounds from within his Pokeball, and it's sort of... It what are the shakes. sounds? Tell me the sounds. <laughs> oh, no! I remember when it used to be art! I wish, I wish Munchlax was here! Oh, this was so much better than the Munchlax rule! Oh, we were so good! Oh, my goodness, and you I see Shedinja... You see Shedinja, like, zapping so people. Everyone's tu- everyone's turning. Everyone in their heads start thinking, almost, I believe in fairies munch, style. Munch, 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 munch. They munch, start munch. tearing the front off their placard, and underneath, like, loads of people have written... Munch Bunch. 
I'm sick of being forced to sit in banks of seating and watch MMA. I want to do some crime. They hate MMA. (laughs) MMA, they've stopped doing crime. Buizel's protected herself in this box and let her followers... Yeah, all Buizel's doing is just collecting Pokeballs and stuff. And no one really knows why. No one really knows why, yeah. Just collecting. And almost next to Buizel, the Pokeball of Munchlax shakes (gasps) slowly. And Buizel looks... Buizel. And then it like bursts and, and let's say it, I, I got double sixes I'm going to milk it for a while Yeah 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 Bursting the energy the You know the red energy That happens Comes out of a yep, Pokeball yeah. Busts straight through That barrier That barrier yes. That barrier comes Toppling down As Munchlax stands In his coat over the shoulders Trilby hat Cigar, cigar <laughs> And he lights his cigar Off the fire Munchlax Yes! And the crowd just go wild. Ah! The crowd go crazy. Yes! There's and one of those hanging microphones that just perfectly placed yes! the like, boxing just, like, things out and he just... Ah, much, <laughs> People had been too worried about Buizel's wrath if they'd, if they'd have tried to break the glass for the fire extinguishers. No more. Those fire extinguishers are coming out. By fire extinguishers, do you mean polywags? Yeah. Polywags. Water types, and you're like fire extinguisher. Hordes of polywags. The, the polywags come out. And okay, start. so all of the crowds suddenly remember their various polywags. Oh wait, <laughs> when, when you join the munch bunch, you get a polywag. <laughs> Don't evolve it. <laughs> well, all... Welcome to the first day of the munch bunch. Here's your polywag. Perfect for crime. Um, <laughs> the crime Pokemon. I think Ghostly Shedinja is obviously desperately trying to read everyone's thoughts but can't keep up with everything and is trying to is striking people down yeah. in a horrible Shedinja-esque fashion but there's too many of them now who have turned. Um, and how does how does Buizel feel? Is Buizel like, I'm going to confront Munchlax right now or is Buizel flighty? Don't think this so. This is not that Buizel is no, flighty. I think, I think Buizel is a me first. I think Buizel was manipulative and controlling but doesn't do well in chaos. So Buizel's like, get and the po- get and the Pokeballs, let's yeah. get out of here. And that's why, but that's why Buizel was like, I need to control people's minds, and like, you know, has had the Shedinja and yeah. the Gardevoir yeah, on yeah, their side, but very little else. So do we think Buizel sends Shedinja out, just saying, stop focusing on the minions, go for Munchlax, go for the ringleader, go for the ringleader. Yeah. But then as Shedinja moves that way, Buizel and Gardevoir get or, out of dodge, great, or great. just Gardevoir psychics all of them. In one. Yeah, yes. psychics yes. all the yes. Pokeballs together. <laughs> I like the idea that there's a helicopter waiting <laughs> on the top of the obelisk. <laughs> the obelisk just opens up yes. at the top, like oh my proper God. supervillain. To a hel- helipad. <laughs> yes. Yes. Is, okay. it, is it Atropius holding a basket? <laughs> what? So they get in the basket and Atropius... That is madness! <laughs> or it's just a gigantic drift limb. It's a gigantic <laughs> drift limb. The biggest drift limb. Okay, so yes. So Can Atropius be in it? No, oh, no. Holding a basket? Catch Atropius if you need one. Um, okay, yes, I love this drift limb. Oh, I've, I've forgotten where we narrated in this. Munchlax has appeared. Munchlax has and appeared. Is directing is, the, the last thing we did was Brandy rolled those sixes, and somehow this happened. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but Ali, I'd like to think if you rolled double sixes, I'm I'd all... let you go back in time and fix your life completely forever, and we wouldn't <laughs> podcast anymore. So we see Munchlax appear. The crowd's starting to turn. Buizel has a faint flicker of panic. Looks to Jolly the Gardevoir. Jolly totally understands. They need to get out of dodge right now with their horde. Jolly starts to psychic the Pokeballs. The collect. Pokeballs that they've been siphoning off and starts to levitate them away. Uh, Buizel pulls a chain next to their throne and the, the top of the obelisk that penetrates the Piranar clouds opens and starts to reveal this landing pad that sits above the, the Thunderdome and on that pad a drift blimp starts to inflate Drift blim. Drift blim. Next to Buizel's throne, ka-tung, 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 ka-tung. steps start firing out of the side of the obelisk, leading up to this drift blim pad up, up at the top. Buizel turns to the Shedinja. Buizel. And Shedinja totally understands. We're getting out of dodge. You take down the kingpin. And Shedinja grins a ghostly, buggy grin and turns to the Munchlax holding the microphone.
Does anyone have something they want to do? Yeah, there's a lot I want to do. Arguably, Stu, there's too much we need to do in this situation currently. <laughs> well, there's, there's there's more than one of you. Maybe maybe you s- sort of split resources? I don't know. More do than you one of you. You've, you've each got a Pokemon and a player. I have neither. <laughs> right now. <laughs> That's true. You have Paytang. I have Paytang. Yes, okay, shall I play Paytang in this situation? Yes, okay, play Paytang. <laughs> All right, Paytang runs up to his dad. <laughs> Son. <laughs> Son. You must support Munchlax. Oh. It's the only way to reclaim our family's glory. Dad, do you have it? I'm a special ruler. Of course I do. <gasps> and he pulls out this blade. <laughs> <laughs> no, pulls out a ruler and then just and takes it off one of the yes, And it's like a samurai katana. <laughs> like a sword cane, but it's actually a ruler cane. Okay. I always wondered why that was so long. Yeah. So actually, Peitang's... 76 centimetres of steel. That's why it was so long. <laughs> Works so nicely. <laughs> okay, so Peitang, you have your mother's oh, ruler gosh. sword. All right, he's gonna gonna do that. Gonna run to help Munchlax. Okay, so you run up to Peitang, paces it up to the top of the, uh, the 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 podium where Buizel had been sat, and Shedinja now lurks with this ghastly, ghostly presence. Um, Peitang, in your sleeveless vest and ruler katana, takes a stance, sweat dripping down your shaved head. Munchlax at your side. Uh, what do the pair of you do? Munchlax looks at Peitang Munchlax and, and remembers Peitang fondly Munchlax and there's a tear in his eye Munch. this is it this is what I wanted my family back this yeah. is the day I reclaim my throne yes. looks at Brandy and just does the like holds out a fist to say thank you hold on are you leaving? <laughs> no no blows, like, blows her a kiss like you, you've upheld your end of the bargain here oh. you know because he said I want, yes. I want my family Very back very much felt like throne. a Let's release release it out of our No, it's like called Primate. As in, it's Primate, it's Charles on, it's the Squirtle Squad. I'm not Ketchum, I will keep them as slaves. (laughs) (laughs) I need to be the Pokemon champion. You've got to force them against their will. (laughs) So he's like, you you did this. Tell me me what to do. You got me to the top of the obelisk. Tell me what to do. I like that. Okay. Mm. First of all, Brandy says, prison guard, Botang. Oh, yes, I'm I'm under rubble. Get people out of here. Get some of the polywags to actually use water gun in some form of useful thing. At the moment, they're dribbling everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I want using tail whip. It's fine, the flames. (laughs) I understand. Yes, I will. And Butang starts coordinating efforts of people to more effectively deal with the fire uh, using his prison guard skills. (laughs) It was very drippy in there, Stu. It was so drippy There was a lot of water in there. He's like, yes, the pipe systems in this obelisk are terrible. I know this because it's so drippy in my prison. Everyone, aim for the walls. The pipes will leak. Drip, drip, drip. Payoff. Everyone starts attacking the walls. (laughs) Attacking the walls as the flames get closer. And Brandy runs up to join Munchlax and Peitang. And yeah, it's going to get Munchlax to use the only move she sort of knows so let's pound that shed injure because that's the only move she knows so not going to go well but okay I know it's not going to go well but that's the only move she knows alright rather than say it just doesn't work Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a minus two to this roll a minus two to this roll so it's actually a minus one I'm doing this okay before people hate me I'm doing this because Brandy doesn't know I know this is yeah the, this is main character. The, the fiction allows it in game. It's a shed injure anyway, so you just got to get like, one move off on nothing. it. Dice gods, come Please on! Think I didn't take those double sixes too far? <laughs> oh, they did. They did, <laughs> they did in a big way. Did. I've been punished hard, but I mark experience. Mark experience. Okay, here's so that. I've rolled four minus two. It's a two. Here's oh. the hard move. Munchlax goes for a pound. It's almost like a, a, a you know mob boss backslap. Being being the don that Munchlax is thinks that's enough to deal with Shudinja. And as one would expect from a ghostly spectral bug, it simply phases straight through the Shudinja. Munchlax. Shudinja. Munchlax. And Shudinja moves with lightning reflexes and takes its two pincers, articulated pincers, and in a flash has Munchlax in a chokehold and is dipping Munchlax above the fire that is burning below the the, the sort of throne-esque area and is about to sort of like take the neck and and put Munchlax down into the fire. But there's a moment. (laughs) Peitang is also there on the podium. Peitang, he's got his sword... But it's sort of too it's too far away, so he's like, I need to I need to dive for this thing. Mm. So he dives to just sort of tackle them both. Unbeknownst to him, there is fire down below. So he has a he has an option here. We take everyone down, or we try to save someone. So I think he as he's falling, sees the fire and chucks Munchlax as far as he can away from the flames and falls with the Shedinja 
into fire. But I think uh, in the air, maybe Peitang looks to Butang and is like, is this what you wanted, Dad? Poof, into the fire. Both Shedinja and Peitang fall headfirst into the burning rubble. A ghostly Shedinja shadow appears from the flames, wounded, slowly, thinking, what is this feeling? And suddenly looks into the eyes of Snorleone. Majdes just puts out the cigar on the Shedinja's face. Oh, I love that. And then finally, the Shedinja turns to ash. Turns to ash. And that's the, that's the final moment of that Shedinja's place in this, in this corporeal world. Brandy looks on like, Dark! <laughs> wow! <laughs> this is... You know how to, how to make a point. I am scared of you. And as wisps of smoke come out of the rubble, people can sort of smell burning cheese. Theo, what are you doing? I think Theo, again, Theo doesn't need to say anything. Togekiss is able to sort of read the situation and help. Yes. So Togekiss is going to use Life Tube, which is a move heals all allies. Okay, great. So yeah. you're trying to heal... Yeah, because it heals all allies. Want... So in yeah. this situation, it would also maybe reduce some harm from Theo. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Okay. Maybe um... help me out in some way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's why it's all allies. <laughs> so I guess it's... Do you think it's just using the special, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah roll the special. Just using the special. Straight special. So I got an eight mm. plus two. Mm. That's oh, a big, four that's a big success. Ten. Um, David, exactly what you want to happen happens. Narrate it for me. Fabulous. Please. So I think Togekiss raises into the air and uh, is sort is of. Is this in the ring still? Well, yeah. I mean, do we have a we have a ceiling to the ring, don't we? Yeah, so, it was yeah. a cage. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Togekiss is sort of circling the ceiling of this of this arena. And maybe out of euphoria, maybe out of empathy, Togekiss leaks a single tear that drops to the floor and sort of produces that kind of anime Bloop. tear against the yep. floor, ripple, mm-hmm. ripple, ripple. But it's like ripples of light across a solid floor. And these ripples reach across the entire entire cage. Theo feels a rejuvenation in their body. Yeah, remove some harm. Yes! So I'm back to two harm. Oh, I'm at three at the moment. Yeah, take a harm off. Take a harm off. Everyone? Yeah, I guess so. Kenny, can you narrate how this feels within your trapped, horrible mindscape and how it gets Yeah, you I was going to say, I think what's happening to Kenny now is very similar to what happened the first time we ever went into the Mind Palace. Lovely, lovely. Where he's being squeezed and suffocated by... It. We had the scolopede in this time, but actually it's it's like a physical manifestation of that scream. It looks like Dora, who is the most gorgeous, sweet face, yeah. but it's it's... It's hellish. It's, I'm it's almost thinking, sadistic. You know, and, in Spirited Away, the mm, river god. Yeah. Yeah. Or they become, yeah, but yeah, the mask. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking that, but imagine instead of the mask, Dora's face, but just this long black snake-like body That's around. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think, and I think that that scream is echoing his head, and he's got his he's got his hands over his ears, trying to everything to to block it out. And he opens his eyes, and as he opens his eyes, he just sees that drop come from from within his own mind palace. Yeah. And just. Drip <laughs> right on top of the river goddess head, and instantly Dora's scary, evil-looking face returns to the lovely, sweet, innocent beauty that she is. As it sort of rescinds itself around him, and it stops with her just, just there. And before Kenny is sort of pulled out of it, the scream stops, and you just see her whisper, "Kenny, I miss you." And then he's r- wrenched back into the real world Ooh. so for a split second Dora wherever she is in Formia just sees her brother in her mind as an apparition lovely, lovely. and just goes I miss you so that was that wasn't part of the memory no oh, no see. no no no. so Kenny knows that right he knows yeah, yeah. and then <gasps> he's back in the room lovely move yeah. Oh. Lovely move. Um, yeah. Okay, so so Togekiss descends, having dripped this life dew, and gives you a look, Theo. There's no time. Get on. So Theo, yeah, you mount this. What is Togekiss? Like a cherubim, isn't it? Yeah, like a kind yeah, of... okay, yeah. You mount this this magical egg-like cherubim. It's kind of like a plane, really. Yeah, <laughs> In a weird like way. a fighter jet with a smiley face. <laughs> yeah. And take off towards uh, to sort of intercept uh, Buizel, Gardevoir, and the Driftblim. Brand- as Munchlax and Brandy are running up the stairs, okay, Brandy converging. Brandy sprinting. As Kenny, I imagine, running. Uh, While some way behind, has absolutely no idea what's happened, but sees his friends in danger and takes off after them. So as we see our heroes rushing towards this critical moment, Butang coordinating efforts to try and put out this fire, the obelisk slightly trembling and trumbling under the strain that's occurred here this night, Rock the Duane crawling himself out of the rubble, and Buizel and Gardevoir desperately clawing towards their escaping Driftblim. 
we will fade down on the episode tonight. say it the most hype battle we've ever had on critical ditto as we ratchet up towards the end of our impromptu payback arc little peek behind the curtain this was never meant to be an arc but it turned into one with a couple of funky rolls but yes we are coming to the end of our fantastic payback arc before we finally board this train that is going to come i promise thank you as always to the wonderful braxton burks and the material collective for the use of their albums time and space johto legends and canto symphonies thank you to glitchek city check out their youtube it's brilliant Thank you to Junichi Masuda and Satoshi Tajiri for creating Pokemon. We have no association with Game Freak, Nintendo or the Pokemon Company. We are not-for-profit and fan-made. Thank you, of course, to my buddies and yours, Tom, David and Stu. Please leave us a review on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to this on. Follow us on Twitter and join our wonderful Discord. Until then, go out there and be the very best, like no one ever was. In other words... Just be yourself. A few more of these. <laughs> One more, just just for the yeah, just get it in the can. Keep going. I want three. three. Right, last podcast. Drip.